Good day, everyone. Welcome to a new Ski Rex Media podcast episode. I'm Mackenzie from Ski Rex Media, the first of the Rexies, and I hope you're ready for this episode. Today, we welcome Johnny Newcomb, one half of the team that created Banana Blades, a new manufacturer in the ski boarding world. But first, let me introduce the host of the Ski Rex Media podcast, Tim from Ski Rex Media. How are we doing, everybody? Of course, this is Tim from Skirex Media. Who else would it be, especially after that introduction? <laughs> yes, that's something we're... You know what? We're getting down to the end of the season um, of the Skirex Media podcast. Season four will be getting to its series or season finale uh, kind of soon. And you know what? Let's, let's try and work in the new host. So shout out to Mackenzie, the very first of the Rexies. Not really a host, just an introductory person. You'll be hearing Mackenzie's voice in a few places, depending on how people like it. I mean, after all, as you're coming down to the end, it's time to get a little loose, a little silly, and try out new things that we can kind of carry over into the next season. Anyway, shout out to Mackenzie for that intro. Very awesome. Let's start out, though, right away with talking about the Ski Rex Media Partners slash sponsors. You know them. You've heard them. I hope you've been loving them as much as I have. Even though the season is over, I'm still going to tell you about Whaleback Mountain. Well, not that the season's over. Whaleback season is over. They have closed down for the season. Does that mean they're done for the year? Absolutely not. But fact is, if you want to uphill right now, you could. I'm certain of it. I haven't been over there in a couple days myself, but I'm fairly certain you could. I'm going to do it in a couple of days and get a few more runs on Whaleback after the season is closed. Whaleback Mountain, right off of Exit 16 in Enfield, New Hampshire, not only has skiing, not just during the season, but postseason, but has a slew of summer activities as well. You could just walk up the mountain and take in the views. And on a sunny day, you could see forever into the White Mountains. You can see Mount Washington. You could see everything in the area you could even see Killington on a sunny day go looking the other way you can see a lot of stuff so you could do that or you could stay down near the bottom you can use the sand volleyball court you can use the disc golf course yes there's disc golf at Whaleback too plus they can handle your events there's summer camps there's all kinds of stuff going on during the summertime go to whaleback.com or give them a call or go to whaleback.com to get their number to give them a call and you can find out everything you need to know about what they're doing this summer this is going to be a little silly to use their tagline right now but whaleback mountain ski it to believe it even though the season is also coming to an end the outside season it doesn't mean that you might not need it doesn't mean you don't need equipment it doesn't you might need equipment and what if you want custom equipment and what if you get it now that way it's ready for the coming season or to take down a big snow american dream for those of us in the east who just want to stay here in the u.s but you know can't necessarily travel out to the west where it's still snowing like a son of a gun you go to st custom skis and snowboards.com kj and his dad kevin they'll make you up whatever you want that's size that's shape that's graphic that's everything you talk to them they'll get something made for you it'll be yours custom no one else will have it it doesn't matter the graphic you want to put on it it doesn't matter the length the width the cut anything they can get it done for you coming out of gorham new hampshire saint custom skis and snowboards the website is saintskis.com go ahead and check them out send them a message if you want more information i'm sure they'll help you out i'd like to try something now though that i hope is as awesome as mackenzie's intro 
I want to tell you about a dream I had. Yes, we're not getting right into the interview this time. You, we'll, we'll get into it, but I have to tell you about this dream I had last night. I had a skiing dream. That's not something out of the ordinary. We as snow sports enthusiasts, all of us, myself, all you listeners out there, we all have snow sports dreams from time to time. And this one, it, it wasn't weird at first. I was on a mountain and my brain was making it up the whole time. It was a powder day. I was skiing great. Of course, it was a dream. Of course, I was skiing great. But it was a powder day. The mountain, I, I mean, it could have elements of other mountains and ski areas I've been to. I'm not sure because it, it, I don't remember it being anything that I've ever seen before. So it could have elements that were just all mixed and matched and whatever. But it, it seemed to me that the brain here, the old uh, subconscious brain, the old dream brain, was making the dream world up as it went along, which isn't uncommon either for dreaming. I'm sure professionals who study dreaming would tell you the same. The thing that got to me was one of the lifts. Now, almost every lift I was on, and there were only a couple, two, three, um, maybe four, so more, maybe more than a couple, but the there was one in particular, and it was the one that I was on as I woke up. And the thing is, I dreamed about this lift before, but the dream never went on long enough to really see what this lift was about or the brain hadn't created it yet. This time, however, I, I got to see a lot and it, it was it's a very strange lift. And the thing that really makes it more strange is that I I, I, I have a general understanding about how chairlifts work. It is a chairlift. I have a general understanding about it. And when I say general, I mean super general. Obviously, I'm not an operations person. But for this dream, you don't need to have anything more. You roll into the, you know, you slide into your spot. And whether it's a conveyor load, a traditional load, uh, you know, a detachable, an attached, whatever it is, you slide in, you sit down, you get taken away, right? All right. Picture this. The beginning of the lift, the bottom of the lift by the lower lift shack is 100% what you'd expect. To my left was the lift shack. There was a lifty in there working the controls. Great. It was kind of in a building. It was kind of enclosed. So picture picture the lower deck of a, a ski lift with a shack. And they're, they're normally pretty open. But picture this one being inside of a building. I'm not sure how big. but and, and, and the brain didn't really get into that part either. I didn't really look around. I just know I was inside like a building as I was loading on this lift. And it was all wood. Picture a barn. Take a barn, put it over the lower area of your home mountains lift. That's what it was. Okay, now here was the thing that gets to me. It was kind of like on an edge, not a cliff. I don't want to say cliff, but an edge of land. And as you look forward, you'll notice there were three or four steps down stairs. Now, you didn't have skis on. You had to carry your skis. I remember carrying my skis in the dream. What you have to do to load the lift is walk down the stairs. But that's not even the weird part. The weird part is you are on the downhill side of the chair. So when you walk down the stairs, the chair is coming at you. 
you would have to turn around on the stair, sit down, and then ride around the bull wheel. You're not supposed to ride around the bull wheel. What the hell is my brain making up that you now are in there carrying your skis and you're in the barn, lifties in the lift shack. You have to walk down two or three steps to turn around, turn yourself around and then sit down in the chair, which then scoops you up and takes you around the bull wheel. Isn't that weird? Now, this is a double chair. And I remember in the dream, I missed the first one. I screwed it up. And I, I think that might be an extension of my visit to Stores Hill, which if you, you, you there, there were some pictures on social media. The video isn't finished yet, and I'm not 100% sure it'll be done by the time this debuts, so I don't think you'll have seen it yet. A, a ski, your ex-media vlog, like, much closer to a true vlog than the usual videos I post that are sort of like them, but anyway... I think the missing of the lift here, missing and messing up this odd backwards chair was that at Stores Hill, they have a Poma lift, a button lift. And I have told the story many times. Um, it's one of the episodes from either season two or season one, maybe even season three. I'm not sure, but it's a, it's a podcast episode. I talked about my screwing one up at Killington. It's one of my most embarrassing ski stories ever. Now, that might be where that came from, the missing. But I did get on the chair. Now, this part I had dreamed about before, as I said. And I know the story's going around in circles. It's fine. Um, but that part, I, I I remember getting on the chair successfully. You get on it. You ride around the bull wheel. Now, here's the part that it gets even weirder, for me anyway. And I'm sure it's even weirder for an operations person or even an engineer. Because this makes zero sense. So... The double chair that I was in is actually one piece of four double chairs. So somehow, and I couldn't see this in the dream, but somehow as the, as the, as the eight person chair comes down, it splits off into doubles onto its own, onto its own cables comes into the barn. And again, I'm assuming this because I didn't see this part. I saw it as it comes back together. That's where the dream took it. So as you go up the lift, the other three sections all join up onto one and then it joins up into one eight pack chair. And I'm riding this thing in the dream. It was completely normal. But I woke up, looked at my clock. It was like four o'clock in the morning. And, and I had to think, man, did I eat something before I go to bed, went to bed because that messed with my head? Because that is without a doubt the most bizarre chairlift anybody could put together and could only work in the dream world because it's not, I doubt from an engineering standpoint, it's even possible. Then again, maybe it is. I don't know. If you're a lift engineer or an ops person and you have any insight, let me know. But that is my ski dream with one of the most bizarre lifts I had ever concocted, or at least my subconscious has ever concocted, and I hope you enjoyed this story. But now we're going to get on with the show. Now, for many, many years, I have been made fun of for my, my, my love of ski boards, including jokes that in this day and age are probably offensive and will get me canceled i don't know because i don't know the rules and i really don't care but the ski board the ski blade the snow blade the snow skate the whatever well no i think the snowboarders took that i don't remember but you know all that is still around alive and well and thriving 
It's thriving. And we're going to talk to someone who's out new to make sure it keeps thriving. Johnny Newcomb, Banana Blades. Dude, how you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks so much for having me. We're making a big comeback. No, we're not. Blades. I love it. I love it, dude. I saw this and I was talking to um, your business partner, Miles, um, who could not be here with us tonight. He's pretty bummed, but that's okay. Uh, we'll get him another time. And I saw it and immediately I your eye can't help but be drawn to it. So though, for those listening at home, go to bananablades.com. You will see what I mean or go to their Instagram and you will see what I mean. And we'll get into their advertising strategy here in a minute. But first, let's start, Johnny. Who are you, and, and what do you do with the company? Why is this a company? What what, what are we doing here? So I'm Johnny. Uh, this is a company that um, was kind of born off of a a prototype and idea that I had, uh, and uh, I kind of focus on the creative direction of the business at the moment. Miles focuses a lot on the business and the analytics and structure. And uh, I do a lot of the creative, but we just overlap uh, on a lot of stuff. So every most decisions are made um, with the help of each other. Excellent. Very good. I like that. Nice, standard, easy to get along with. No one's trying to take the reins or alpha up on somebody. I don't know what the young people say. They use the words alpha sigma. I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. But it it's great that you... You're keeping ski boards alive. And again, there's so many different names for them. Um, ski boards and snow blades or even ski blades. Those are like the top three that you'll hear. Um, something that it's 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 kind of a rarity. And you said it was a prototype, an idea of yours. Where did it come from? Like, why get into this? We're such a fringe group in snow sports. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of an embodiment of the way I grew up skiing. I grew up skiing at Badger Pass, Yosemite. It's a tiny resort. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's We're uh, famous because of how unique it is. Yeah, it's tiny. It's one of the oldest ski resorts in the U.S. I think mm -hmm. Warren Miller filmed his first video there. But uh, it's a tiny resort. Not No other resorts are that close to it. So it you really had to get creative if you wanted to have fun there as a kid. So we kind of sure. ended up dominating that mountain and... And in through creativity, I mean, yet every unless you wanted to do the same run over and over, you had to pl go off in the trees and play around and try to find something different. So for me, sure. skiing has always been a fun, focused activity. I tried racing. My brothers both raced. Um, my mom loves telling the story of one time during practice. I just, I just said fuck this and just skied off into the into the trees <laughs> and. <laughs> I just didn't, it just go. took the fun out of it for me. So, uh, that's always been my vibe. Um, uh, the ski blades were born from kind of always been interested in trying ski blades, but they're all quite expensive. So, uh, mm. uh, the original idea was kind of a boot ski that would just clip on okay. and it would be injection molded out of plastic. Okay. And, uh, so the injection molding idea was always there, um, okay, but I needed okay. to prototype it somehow. So I made it out of steel, welded it up. All right. <laughs> One of my buddies called them death blades because they were so heavy. They didn't have leashes on nice. them. So they were like <laughs> bombs waiting to oh go. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Talking about turning it into a damn ex uh, extreme sport. Holy smokes, dude. <laughs> 
I bought some Holy snowboard shit. bindings and put them on. Anyways, wow. they were they were quite fun, but kind of limited with how short they were. They were so short that it was kind of obvious there wasn't a huge market there. Um, but there was something with this injection molding, and I told Miles about this idea. So sure. we were kind of feeding off of each other. And after I made those steel prototypes, the idea kind of sat for a little bit, and uh, I kind of burnt out on it. And it was Miles, who was in business <laughs> school at UCLA, who who is really just starting to check boxes on on the validity of this business. And he was really the one that came back and said, we we should pursue this. It was towards the end of COVID. And um, so we started prototyping together. Nice. And uh, you want me to keep going on the story here? I mean, you keep going, baby. I'll, I'm listening. I, I I will interrupt you when I am ready. I mean, I will interrupt you with this since we're in our interrupt yeah, spot. Yeah, jump that. in anytime. Yeah, all right. All right. Oh, you can see, I love that. Sometimes it's hard to tell as a show host. Like, should I interrupt? Should I not? Try to be polite. I was raised with manners. A lot of us were. But since we're at an interrupting point, you know what I mean? Um, so this is very recent then. Like, I, I had never seen Banana Blades before, so I assumed you were, and you should never assume, I know, ass out of you and me, it's fine, but that you were new, or, or at least new-ish. But it is very recent then for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been working on it for about three years total since the idea first came up, but uh, we've okay. only had product that we've been selling for a month. So it's been a lot of R&D trying to figure this thing out. Only a month, huh? Like I remember seeing on your Instagram when the uh, first, um, when your first run was finished, and you had all the photos of you guys boxing it up and getting ready for shipping, and that also caught my eye. I'm a, I'm a logistics man myself. You know, worked in logistics a bit in my in my day, and was like, ooh, warehouse and blades. How cool is that? Um, yeah, but it, it it is quite amazing what you guys have done. You've gotten your idea. Now, again, I, I want to get into the bit with the advertising advertising, and the, like almost the culture you're building with them, uh, but we're saving that. We're going to get up through the other stuff first, sure. the stuff that interests me, the logistics or whatever. So injection molding. Now, you brought that up a couple times. That was your idea. Nobody else does this as far as I know. Now, I'm not saying I'm an engineer. I'm not saying I could go build a pair of skis. I leave that up to other people. I pay people for that or yeah. whatever, but- injection that's not something you see is it it's not especially in skiing and um mm -hmm. and i didn't know if i didn't know it was possible in this length it was it was uh miles and i together that discovered the kind of um abilities that the potential in the injection molding the thing i wanted to injection mold was just going to snap on your on your your boot and it didn't require that much strength and rigidity and or flex and all these other things that make skis quite complicated so all the engineering words yeah so we were trying to figure out how could we could prototype these and they got longer and longer as we did but uh it was really miles's friend who works at uh lucasfilm he was one of the designers of the of the spaceships in star wars the original star Get wars out of here the original yeah, yeah, I the believe so. Ones. Yeah. So it was him that, Not that gave us <laughs> him that gave us this idea uh, yeah. to uh um to like 
home in home mold these out of two part molds. So we were making plaster okay. casts and silicone in our basement. Oh, dude, awesome! Yeah, I never considered that. Like I was, you know, we all sit around to like, dude, can I really make a pair out of? And and everybody's idea goes as far as getting a couple of you know ply piece of plywood, cutting down to the whatever, and going at it and breaking an ankle or two. But to actually go in and make and mold, like that's yeah. ridiculous. That's nuts. Like speaking of nerdy stuff, like Lucasfilm, like that's how folks make their own Dungeon and Dragon dice and things like this. That's the yeah. same idea. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Cool it, because the the injection molding idea was always there, and it was just how do we evolve it and and get it to the to the point where it's usable in in this uh, in this world. And so we were we were making these plaster molds. We were breaking a ton of skis. Um, nice. We ended up reinforcing them with some steel rods we dropped into the mold. So it was really mm-hmm. this this just wild prototyping journey that saved us a lot of money because you know I think a lot of people look I at us imagine. and they. They think because it's a injection molded ski, which is it, you know it requires less labor, that maybe we're just a couple of kids that had a lot of money and made this happen. But it was uh, a lot of work in our parents' basis. <laughs> the reality. Amen. Amen. That's that's more impressive because you you know people pick on kids all the time. They're not doing the work. You guys did the work by hand. Got dirty. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Now. The original idea for your original apparatus. Now, I, I, I am a little interested in that because something like that, they're out there. Like you see them. Um, I forget who makes them. They're not super popular. So you definitely dodge that bullet. Um, absolutely. I, I can't remember. Snow feet. But then yeah. maybe, uh, you know, and, and back in the day, there were the sled dogs, which I've heard have made a comeback. I haven't seen a new pair. I haven't seen a pair from the 90s either. Um, but they were yeah, just sled- boot size, but it was good. Sled dogs rebranded as ODR, maybe QDR. Oh, they, they rebranded. They're oh, out that there. One is. Yeah. Yeah. But those never really took off either. Like not as much as the blade size talking, you know, 90 centimeters up to maybe 140 say, or whatever the actual, you know, where do you go sure. from a ski blade just to a kid's pair of skis? Uh, mine are under a hundred, so <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, you know that's where I count it, and so you you got to that. Now the injection molding, it it it, it, it makes it all one solid piece, no layers, no you know no wood core, then you know whatever it is, fiberglass, vinyl. When again, not an engineer, don't know, but it's just yeah. one piece then. Correct. Awesome. The only other the so, other pieces in the ski are are the edges which was a big deal. It was like, is the ski world ready for one, a plastic ski? And two, is the ski world ready for a plastic ski without edges? And we were thinking, you know, I, we got to get these edges in. And that proved to be the most complicated part of the, of the build. I believe it. How, and that was going to be my next question. Do they have actual metal edges, which is always better. I've ridden plastic stuff, like cheap stuff you give to little kids for the backyard hill. Um, nothing I would be foolish enough to take up on a real mountain. Doesn't matter if you're here in New England, out there in the West, but I don't, I wouldn't do it. I might do it, but, um, <laughs> open for a goof, you know, and knowing I'm going to probably get hurt, especially here in the ice, you need your edge. 
how do you get the how do you get the edge in then? We're 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 gonna delight the engineering nerds. How do you get the edge into an injected molded ski? Uh well, um something's gotta hold it in. So we use kind of a pin system that's obvious when you look at the ski. Um okay. it, an injection mold is basically like waffle iron that closes together and the plastic goes mm-hmm. in and then the beautiful waffle comes out when it opens. And uh our waffle iron has a few pins down the sides that hold the, the edges in place. Interesting. Never and, thought and it was, of it. Almost good. Yeah, and it was obvious that we wanted to start with a standard ski edge because they have the perfect teeth structure. So the sure. the plastic going around them kind of perfectly creates a mechanical connection on that ski. Cool. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Like <laughs> it sounds like you've almost I don't want to say reinvented the wheel, but you know, because that's that's just way too dramatic. But you 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 actually got something new, like ski design. In my opinion, not an engineer. Granted, we have new technologies, but it's it, it's it's still it's still a ski. You know, it's not the wood yeah. one skis from like the early twentieth century, but it's still you have something completely different. Like as you said, nobody else is doing this, and uh, I almost wonder why. But again. I'm sure there's a reason that's yeah. the engineering portion. I don't know. Yeah. And it uh, it was really fun to like start from the ground up with the idea mm. of a resin ski because we kind of had to evolve into the edge. Um, sure. Because all of our prototypes were edgeless. We made most of our content. The majority of our content that's on our Instagram was these edgeless resin home-built skis. And uh, mm. so it was a big deal to finally get those edges in and and feel that grab and the reason i would say that uh that nobody's really done it is because you know the ski industry is is pretty critical and pretty uh uptight about things and it's pretty performance and race focused and i think they've kind of left a, a gap in the industry for a more introductory low barrier of entry product it's effective for beginners and experts and way more affordable sure way more affordable and we'll get to that too we'll also get into the idea of the beginner um this the the ski board type o apparatus um is is is, is it has a less of a learning curve it just does that a standard set of skis um you could feel the turns completely different um and uh you're right that you know the skiing you know it we 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 we're we're all performance based is what we are more performance more Hell performance, yeah. more performance now does that has anybody like talk shit about your product like look at it and be like where do you buy these like at a friggin like what is this thing like i mean ski boards get that kind of trash talk anyway but has sure. anybody looked at yours and been like no these are garbage well <laughs> or don't you give them the opportunity we try not to, but um, man. the reality is it's an injection molded plastic ski that hasn't done before, been done before and it needs to be proven. And so mm. it's kind of expected for the industry to be critical. So it's, yep. we honestly haven't gotten that many comments. There's like a few people that have said, oh, like, what, what are you going to do on these plastic things? Or they don't even have edges, which now they do. So that's 
that was a good they do now suck up back. <laughs> yeah. yeah um like i'm pretty sure this piece of metal right here is an edge son yeah you go <laughs> yeah and there's certainly uh, a difference in uh in kind of generations within the ski industry that they're, oh, totally. they're yeah gen z is way more way more open to new and goofy and fun and and free um kind of <laughs> silly yeah. things look at uh hey, and- razor scooters yep. used to ride a razor uh-huh. scooter in the skate park and you'd get you'd get beat up and now oh totally metal pushers were not allowed yeah. <laughs> i remember they called them metal pushers like i wasn't even big into that and i knew that i was like whoa no hate no hate man yeah and, yeah okay, now though um the goofiness that's gonna sell this man I, i'm looking at your web- website right now and not for the goofy part of it and again we'll get into the advertising dude it's wonderful <laughs> but in this uh, if you go beyond the goofiness and it's a goofy in a good way it's just fun but sure. you have right on your website, there's plenty of video. You got someone who's riding park at you know, a regular alpine trail and a few other things. It's like they look capable to me. Yeah. It's funny. I would have guessed you were on the site because I could see the, the, the colorful lights flashing off your face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, I totally was. And again, it speaks to, you know, have people talk trash. I asked that because, you know, people are quick to talk trash without even trying it. But just from, you know, your demo videos here, they look more than capable. Yeah, they're, they're like to ride a pair, man. They're an effective product. And people are always like, what, mm-hmm. like, what's, can you handle? We just did the Payne McSchlonky Classic in uh, Palisades. Do you know it? It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a huge, huge last... short, short ski race, Chinese downhill. Totally, man. Yeah, I I'm saw, not... um, who was it I saw? The only video I saw from it this this time so far was uh from Michelle Parker. She was there. Yeah. Yeah. And she was it there. was riding. And uh she looked like she almost got clipped right out of the gate. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Payne Michelonky met. And again, the 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 ski board associated with the saucer boy character, um, Jay McCaulkey's character, for those who remember or don't, um, Alter Ego, actually you could almost say, you know, that character rode ski boards back when it was just becoming a thing. And now this has you know, it's still had it's out there, it's evolving, we're around. You yeah. Know? So you were there, you were riding with people, obviously pros as well, and they they rode capable. You're you're yeah. you're There you were a couple of, a couple of bananas there in the top ten across the finish line. Nice. And nice. uh and people ask like, what's it left to ride on those plastic bases? What's that? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. your your bases are plastic too, so so they are Yeah, yeah. They're just like riding any other short ski. You you really wouldn't know, and um, it it gets a bad rap as you know being injection molded from the outside. But if a lot of people that see them for the first time, they they wouldn't know because it, they they feel substantial. They have a nice weight to them. They're perfectly stiff. Sure, and uh, they're a blast to ride. They're definitely stable and fun. Absolutely. Now the injection molding, and again, that's something I. I didn't realize until five minutes before you came on. Like I was just going over your site one more time, making sure I had everything down, prep, you know, preparing. And I saw injection molding. I was like, wait a minute. I know what that is. Injection molding. You can't tell by looking at them. I mean, I'm sure there's some manufacturing nerd out there who can, but 
not me. Yeah. They just look like very similar to the ones I have, maybe a little more narrow. Um, what do you what are you offering for a width on these? Uh, they're about a hundred underfoot, and okay. uh, like one hundred eight on the tip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, not bad, not bad, and it, it really isn't bad. And they again, they look capable. There's a quick shot of someone doing a shot ski off it. That's interesting. <laughs> That's really if you only have a couple friends. Not if you have like four or five dudes. If you you only got one or two people, you can hit those shots. I'll leave that for you young people who still drink. Um, so the injection molding, interesting idea, great. Does it, I, I have to guess that it must make it easier. Like you must be able to pump these things out or is that wrong? Yeah. I mean, the, the ski industry is known for, it's, it's not the most profitable industry because skis require a lot of labor for laying up all those layers and pressing them together and so mm. this is certainly a, a somewhat revolutionary uh, manufacturing method when it comes to the ski industry it's it's very awesome dude um and again i'm a very big supporter of the ski board uh movement as such as it is i love mine i was riding them the other day um, really enjoying them. I definitely need some wax and some edges, but you know, seasons coming to an end. You can wait. Um, yeah. Well, at least the outside seasons coming to an end. I'll be indoors soon enough. Shout out to Jersey and Big Snow of New Jersey. It might be a long uh, season, man. It is going to be here in California. Actually, yeah, we've been hearing about that, man. You all got spanked again, like in 2017. Like towns were shutting down. Like, are you all okay oh, yeah. out there? Let's get into that. Like, that's important. Like, we could talk yeah, about man. skiing and dumb shit all day, but are you okay out there? <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a cave in the snow. I'm, I'm still digging myself out. I uh, feel like that's not a joke. Like, because I saw some pictures on, like, snow brains and shit. Like, you know what? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's roofs collapsing and resorts were closed trying to keep up and dig out the lifts. It's been hectic and there's storms actually one's supposed to start i think today and tomorrow again so again they're about to get hit hard all over again i say i remember this from 2017 we were hearing from like tahoe area in northern california like we're gonna push it till july or even august if we can pull it off um that's a lot of snow dude <laughs> how do you as a wild it's wild i can only um, uh, <laughs> i mean i'm we me and Miles both live in the Bay Area, so we drive in and out of it. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we just got to wait for the roads to clear off and them to get all the avalanches under control. Oh, I'm sure, dude. Like when you're talking 600, like who, who da, who got? They just announced like they were just shy of their record at like 630 plus for the season. And again, like I said, it's still coming. Like it hasn't stopped. Like, yeah. I I can't even imagine that. Like, I mean, we we have Buffalo out here; they get hammered, but not like that. Yeah, it, it's great it's for us, though. It's it's, it's going to be a long spring. Great for blading. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope you enjoy. It. Like, we have a we had a little push out here in New England. Like, places are shutting down, but if you have skins and like the uphill you know scene, and you're good at that, um, you that you'll still have. Even the places that are closed, you can still still be able to walk up and, and still do it. Um, 
you know, plus we've had other places that are going to push till, you know, into April, maybe May. Killington's yeah. calling June. Um, I bet against it. Um, nothing against Killington. I just, you know, I know, I'm not going to say I know Vermont as well as I, I think I do, but <laughs> you never know. I've been wrong before too, which is usually my default setting as, well, as I'm wrong. But that's great, man. And, you know, kind of interesting. I have seen um, skins offered for uh, uh, um, for, for, for ski boards, um, for, for the uphill. You could put an uphill binding on it, get your whole nine. Do you think yours should work for that, no? It's certainly a possibility. Man, we've had the craziest people reaching out to us and saying, you know, I want to take these. I, a lot of people want to telemark on them, which I think is wild. A lot. There's been sure. two guys that want to para paraglide with them. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, a lot of people. And then yeah, a lot of people ask about touring on them, which I'm not sure how a uh, how a touring setup would would fare on them. But the binding platforms are I mean, small, so true. But you know, there are those who use telemark bindings on them. Uh, Shout out to uh, Adam X over there at the Pursuit Podcast. He's he's done it. He's ridden ski boards on a Telemark binding. Um, check out the Pursuit Podcast if you want to hear his take on Telemark. It's funny as hell. Um, if you especially if you get the joke, I I love Adam. He's a good guy. Um, but I I could see it, dude. Like again, it looks very capable. I mean, here's a photo or a reel on Instagram, and you got somebody being towed behind a car doing mad flips. All this other stuff in the banana, and what is this a drop on? That's not Corbett's, is it? Uh, it is Corbett's. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that put that scene to come up. It wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. But yeah, I like if if they can do that and the person can survive. Was that you? That wasn't you, was it? Out there in Jackson. Yep. Nice. It's me and my brother. Nicey, nice. Cool, man. So, and you guys are ripping just as natural as can be. It's, it's, and again, a Corbett's drop, man. Like my knees hurt looking at it, but more than capable. Now you use, um, I can never remember the type of binding this is. What, what do they call that binding? I can never remember. So it's a non-release universal binding. So it's not meant to release. That's what it is. We've seen them release mm -hmm. a couple of times. But um, it happens. And then universal meaning you can adjust it. So any size ski boot you have, get it on there, mm -hmm. and you can uh, you can line it up. It's pretty great. Totally, it is pretty great. I, I have I have that type of binding on mine or a similar type. It was made by Bomber in the early two thousands. It's all aluminum. It's very fancy. It's very light. Uh, mine, yeah. I got, you know, I got a deal on them. So whatever, but. It is the same idea. It's the non-release. Once you're clipped in, you're in for good. Um, still get your tethers, though, because you never know for your leashes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it is a wonderful, it's a wonderful binding. Like, um, have you tried it with a, a more standard ski binding yet? Or has anybody tried it? Do you know? No. I mean, it, the ski was designed for that binding specifically. You'd have to put okay. some kind of plate on it to be able to hold up another you know, a standard binding, but anything okay. possible. We may sure. eventually come well, out with a with a model that's you know, that receives a more standard binding. Okay. 
because I know people, I mean, God, this is the year of the, this is the era of the homebrew. Somebody's putting a binding on it. Somebody's going to put a snowboard binding on it. Although I don't know if you got enough width for that, but it looks like now when you, when, when you, when you take a standard ski, you cut, you have to drill it to get your binding in. Yours are molded already for the binding. Yes. That's what it looks like. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's pre-molded to receive that binding. The whole locations and everything. Wow. Talk about making it easy for someone, man. So you have not only made a product that could conceivably be cheaper, and we will get to the price, I promise. Um, easier to use, and again, and a lot of ski boarders will agree, versus a standard length ski, You it, the, the learning curve is less. And that is because I think you have less surface area. That's the way I've always understood it. Um, so your turns are a little different. Though you do sacrifice stopping distance, um, again, because you lose surface area. Um, I, I personally can't stop nearly as fast on my ski boards as I can on 170s as I can on 190s. Not that I have the 190s anymore. I'm too old for that stuff. Um, <laughs> but do, 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 so do you do you see those kind of issues at all? Just, just real quick, it's popped in my head and I'm saying it like, you know, obviously it's easier to use, but you do lose because of the loss of surface area and your know, quick stops aren't necessarily a thing. Or because of the weight it is easier to stop what like you see what i'm saying sure because i'm not sure, sure i am <laughs> <laughs> well i've got those edges in there for maximum grab but oh. uh i mean long skis are long and they exist for a reason and that's for the surface area and the ability to carve which is sure. awesome but it takes a long time to learn how to use so mm-hmm. uh for a beginner these skis are much easier to learn on because you can learn the basics of long skis, but at much slower speeds, you can carve going much slower. You can hockey stop mm. at slower speeds. It's just a, it's just an easier learning curve. So if I was going to teach anyone how to ski, I would get them the first few days on these, these short skis. Um, as far as someone who's an expert who wants to ride them. Yeah, they can be limiting, but they can also open up other doors as far as freedom for, tricks and aerials and we've had a lot of freestyle riders get on them and just say wow these are i feel like i'm on the trampoline there's nothing on my feet and they love totally practicing different tricks um it's also just a thrill because they're a little bit less stable at, at high speeds so mm-hmm. if, you do, if you're if you're willing to take them at higher speeds it's it's definitely a good rush it is. You will feel it on any set of ski boards, depending on the length. Like once you get, once you get up to 140, 150, you know, I was just getting into kid skis. So, but the shorter that you, I, I've been bombing on mine and been scared and I'm not yeah. even getting that fast. I can't possibly be maybe 35 miles an hour. Like, and it's, yeah. it, but you feel it. It's a, it's much yeah. different ride, but it's kind of in a good way. You know, it's, it almost like totally. re it, it opens up the mountain and it's like you, you restarted in a in a different world because they're just a whole nother feeling on your feet and it's such a fun mm-hmm. way to change it up it's i've it's, usually we ride our long skis in the morning and the short skis in the afternoon and they're portable well, and cool. easy to have so it's great portability is one of the things i always tell people when they see them they're like so tell us about these i'm like well i have a little car to fit in my trunk i mean i can make my full you know my standard skis fit in my trunk too but i gotta put a seat down these i don't have to um and you have that uh as part of it 
Um, and then, you know, I tell people it's just different. It really is just different. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And it's yeah. a lot of fun, I think, you know, and now again, I, I want to try a pair of years just because that injection injected molding just really, it really gets to me, man, because like, it's so different. Like even from the little things, like the, the, the banana blades name is in the ski. It's not a graphic sheet. It's a graphic top sheet. It's yeah. part of the ski, dude. And you don't see that. Like if you were yeah. to do that in a standard ski, I think you'd have to get in there with your chisels and you'd have to be a real artisan to do some woodwork in that or, you know, whatever material. And you then you'd right have into the cores. You would be right into the cores. And, and, and then I just saw this, I'm, I'm looking at the page uh, with the actual product on it. And you see, one of the things you talk about is zero core shots. It's like, yeah. whoa, that's a win. Yeah. Like not making your, your tuning guy get out the, what is that, the P-Tex and fix the bubble? Damn, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're definitely durable. I love that. I love durable. We love durable here in the East because, you know, our snow's a little different, you know? Yeah. So uh, we, we, we've gotten all technical. We've talked about the technical. We've kind of talked about the ride, and we'll get into that more. But I, I can't wait anymore. Like, for those playing along at home, unless you're listening in your car ride, Go to the Banana Blades Instagram. Go to bananablades.com. Dude, let's start. Why Banana Blades? Where did Now, we understand the technical aspect and how you came up with that. Now we're at the name. How did we get to the name? And then the idea with the yellow and the whole nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the name, it's funny. A lot of companies we hear about are always struggling with their branding. And our branding was kind mm -hmm. of a lot had to do with the birth of the whole the whole thing um so i was just trying to think of a name when i was working on those prototypes and i was um you know thinking about something fun and slippery and uh it's not what you're thinking but it's uh <laughs> uh i thought of mario kart you know i thought of mario okay. kart. you hit the banana you slide out and I thought right on. banana banana skis hell yeah that sounds awesome and that's uh, awesome. I call up Miles and I said, Hey, Miles, how about banana skis? I want to make banana skis. And he said, Banana blades. And that was the, that was it. <laughs> and the rest is history. That's <laughs> and it's freaking beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the rest, it, it just kept it just, it's crazy how that one little seed, that banana seed, uh, just opened all the doors for the rest of the marketing. It just always made it so easy because like, you know, do we need a mascot? Sure. We're going to have a big ass seven foot tall inflatable gorilla. Do we need totally like it all just kind of comes together easily with that, with that base, the banana base. It, it, it it's, it's, uh, let me tell you. And again, that's what I was saying. Go to their website, go to their Instagram, uh, banana blaze, banana blaze.com. And it, you're all in, dude. Like, it is gorillas. It is bananas on shirts and hats and hoodies and glasses. And they'll even sell you a branded Banana Blades banana costume. Talk about all in, dude. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, soon look out for the shot skis. We're going to be making those as well. There you go. <laughs> like you don't need to be drunk to ride around as a banana. Like that's incredible. 
And, you know, honestly, even your merch is not badly priced. Like, how do you buy a whole banana suit for 20 bucks? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, overseas is a beautiful thing for a startup. It's it's too <laughs> too good to pass up. We Eventually, we'll make all organic banana suits, but... There you go. Right now, oh, that would done. be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. And that brings us to the price. Now... Skiboarders know you're still looking at three, four, five hundred dollars a pair. Like, in fact, uh, J Skis had a special edition that they took to the Pain Michelin. I forget what 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 they were selling them for, but I'm sure it was pricey. Right. It was very limited. You're running a buck seventy with the bindings. Correct. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like there are or, people who would look at that number and be like, "You're not gonna make any money." Yeah, yeah. Well, those people are making uh, standard construction skis. We actually got go. To, uh, we just had a a great great discussion and and a couple of runs with Jason Leventhal, who is a oh, nice. legendary okay. ski builder. You know, he's the founder, the the father of the the blade essentially. And yep. uh, man, were we stoked on. He was just super supportive and 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 impressed uh, as far as I could tell. And uh Well that's awesome if you could impress Leventhal. Now Jay Leventhal, he uh he runs Jay Skis, just just what I said. Across on the other side of the state from me, as a matter of fact. Um shout out Vermont, go for it, whatever. Um uh, <laughs> But yeah, if you if he's impressed with what you're doing, you gotta be doing something right. Yeah, we were so excited because we didn't even know if we were on his radar and the walked right up to mm -hmm. us when we were signing up and and we gave him the the pitch basically and then we ended up getting him nice. on blades and and hitting a couple runs together oh really what what did he say about him then that's a that's a curiosity uh he loved him he said we're really onto something and we're doing everything right and he's he's quite supportive of young entrepreneurs the big e-word um yep yep <laughs> I always looked down. <laughs> I lived in LA for a while, and and yeah. you know everyone was an entrepreneur, so I don't like to say that, but yeah. <laughs> so what I I feel you, I feel you, <laughs> I feel you, man. He's going, you know what? Leventhal's going back to his car, saying, "Damn it, why didn't I think of this years ago?" <laughs> That's what he's saying. Yeah, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's just I don't know the guy. Never met him. Never shook his hand. So what? But yeah. uh, he's definitely know, I'm not picking out him. Exactly. He, you know, he yeah. he has a new set of uh, ski boards every year or so that's run limited. You know, he knows what he's doing, and uh, you yeah. know, we've all seen him. But again, you've beaten them all on price. Like, and and you all did you all sell out your first run? We did. Yeah. Look, it sold out. <laughs> that was definitely a a big. A big deal for us. We all. Oh, I can imagine. Go ahead, man. Because that's what I was going to ask. Like, what is that like? Like, let's put out our goofy banana blades and like, holy geez, dude, we just sold them all today. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we got kind of validated as we were making all this this uh, uh, content on our prototypes. So that's kind of how sure. we we validated the the idea, and uh, we've been building. Um, connections with a lot of colleges. We work with a lot of college students across the U.S. Oh, cool, so, 
that definitely helped us a lot. Very cool. Very cool, man. Like it really is, you know, I mean, we make jokes and we've had a few laughs already on, uh, on what we've been recording and, and everything. But when you get down to the seriousness of it, you guys done something so, uh, so you've done so well. I mean, yeah. you just start now, you know, you, you, you have your marketing down, like you all are kind of like, you know, well, what I've said very recently, like the greatest marketing campaign out there right now is liquid death. Now, if you, I don't know if you yeah. all drink their product. I do. I prefer uh liquid death water. It's the only carbonated water I drink. Um, and I will admit openly, I only tried it because of their marketing and their marketing is ridiculous. Uh, it, 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 it just, it goes far and beyond in a different way than you. they're very heavy metal and everything. And sure. it, it's a lot of fun, but you all have done the same thing. You've gone past the standard, you know, I mean, what, I don't think anybody does that the way you do with the fun of it. Like, Hey, remember, yeah, Michaela Schifrin's great and we all love her and it's great that she's riding a pair of skis and I would love to ride those skis. But we're still having fun over here. You know what I mean? Like we don't. Yeah. We're not being stuffy. We're having fun. Remember, it's fun. And you guys have nailed it. Like, I, and that's what I was saying at the beginning was that I was just kind of flipping through Instagram and I see this. I was like, dude, these guys bananas. What? <laughs> and you think you'd be used to costumes by now because I've seen it all. I was just at a pond skim yesterday and that's always costume up. But I was like, yeah. bananas. I think it was because they were bright yellow and still clean. That's what got to me. And I was like, all right, banana blades. Ah. And now I'm hooked and I want a pair. Like, yeah, there's ah. there's something about it. There's something about the banana, man. We we got people calling to us like from the back room at a restaurant, like a fry cook in a, a fried chicken place in, in Vegas. And they say, hey, what's Love that it. sweatshirt? I, I want that sweatshirt. Like, what? I've never worn anything that anyone would like call out like that so we gave yeah. stickers and a hat and she was so stoked but there's just tons awesome. of stories like that and uh certainly it's it's really important for us um with our product and within this industry because not a lot of people have kind of gone that route jason leventhal has has uh done some of that but he's probably the mm -hmm. only one i can think of um and it all comes down to, in my mind, self-awareness because sure. short skis are, they're goofy, man. I mean, yeah. they were goofy to me growing up, but they're a blast and you can't let, you know, goofiness turn you away from something that's, that's a blast to ride. So, um, no, dude. if we were, if we were trying to pitch them as a, you know, a hardcore <laughs> badass ski that <laughs> telling people to throw away their, their standard construction skis, then. I don't think it would work no. so well. So, so no, they laughed right off the mountain. Yeah. And there's, there's a few other companies out there that do focus on mini ski construction or short ski or sure. ski blade or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, yeah. but again, it's, they're, uh, they're a little, a little serious. <laughs> so and, we, and that's just it. Yeah. You got to keep I it light. Agree. You got to keep it open. We have a price point that matches our branding. Um, we want to get everyone out there and get a smile on everyone's faces and get everyone up. You know, a lot of people have bad first days on skis because they cross them up and they fall over and they get frustrated. And so sure. if we can, if we can open up 
a, a brighter door for them into that, that world than uh, I think everybody wins, including skiing. I agree. 100%. Get them out there. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people recently uh, about talking about the feeder place, like the small, say, like the small uh, ski area or ski resort, small, independent you know, every, you know, all the locals, they go there and then they branch out. So they're feeding them a uh, place like Big Still American Dream or the indoor facilities across Europe and Asia. You know, you start there and then they branch out. This is just an extension of that, you know, get them on there, give them a little bit of an easier day. Then you can just step it up and, you know, now you have more skiers. Um, and that's something yeah. we need here in the U.S., you know, as, for as popular as it looks like at ground level when you're there on a Saturday and can't find a parking place. It, it, you know, uh, we, there's really not that many of us here in, in the U.S. or North America as a whole. It's not yeah. like Europe, you know, yeah. and uh, that that's that's going to be the interesting thing when you all go into your European invasion, take these suckers over to Chamonix and stuff. That's going to be amazing, dude. Um, yeah, we've we've had some some wild DMs from Japan and and nice. I guess China and. <laughs> Like way, like way too early on, honestly, like just when we had our, our janky prototypes and we're making some silly videos, we got some mm -hmm. already people were DMing us saying, Hey, can I, can I buy these things? I have a shop or I have a rental shop or. Wow. They're coming to you, dude. So it's gotta be overwhelming, man. Like uh, you guys obviously have the right mindset. You have the right path, the right goals. You said miles business educated. Great. But still to go out there, you're already successful. Now um, you're already sold out a first run and you have people coming to you talking about how do I get some, uh, that's gotta be overwhelming or maybe, yeah, so maybe you embrace it. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that's the good part. Uh, it sure. It's the, um, it's the it's the production and there's all these other things that are quite stressful there's so many so many challenges and back end parts of starting a business that that definitely weigh over you and it's funny because when mm -hmm. you when you talk to people um, or people approach you and they they say hey i've seen you or or whatever they're you know a, when you see a brand you don't know what's going on in the back end you don't know the what it takes, totally. what it takes to start that brand, or or how successful they are, or how big they are. So when we introduce ourselves, people are always like, "Oh, you must be some representatives or whatever." And it's like, "No, we're we're it. We're the. This is it right here. You're looking at it. <laughs> That's it, man. We have one more yeah. person. He does the yeah, and the gorilla. Yeah. That guy does yeah. things too. <laughs> That's it. Oh, it's that, that is. Now you get your coffee. And that's so cool, man, because, you know, you're obviously on the face. And again, that speaks to like your marketing and stuff. It's kind of goofy, kind of silly, kind of fun. Right. But then there's the serious part behind the scenes and you have embraced them both. And yeah. it, it shows that people like, you know, don't, I don't want to get too overly inspirational because what the hell do I know? But the, follow your dreams. That's what Eric Cartman said years ago. You know, yeah. you know, get it done. If you think you have it, go for it. Even if, you know, it takes you a little while and you got, you know, you were fortunate enough where you, you got it. You hooked them. You hooked me. Yeah. I want a pair. I'll ride them. I don't care what anybody says. People used to call them fruity boots back in the days. I was like, what? 
So I just put wax on them, dude. Well, we, we made them actual fruits, so there you go. I say you win. You just won that. I would like, God, I wish check, I could remember. Checkmate. Some, checkmate saying. Like, I remember he was some tech in a shop at Stratton, Vermont. Um, Stratton, the home, the pseudo home of skiing, uh, snowboarding, I mean, for you, uh, snowboarding fans, you all know what Stratton is out there, coast to coast. Um, and shout out Burton again on the other side of the state, man. Vermont's Vermont's legitimate, but we don't have banana blades. That's out in California. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And again, I don't, I don't hate, I don't stereotype. I don't do nothing. I love it. They look great. They look fantastic. Um, the shades even look decent on the dog. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> again, everybody, bananablades.com, go there. You can, again, 170 with the bindings. You can't beat that. Um, and, oh, that's actually where I was going with that. See, that's how easy it is for me to lose my train of thought and why some of these episodes go to an hour or plus. Um, you, in, in a day, and again, you know, there's the goofiness, there's everything, but there's the more serious side. Now... Was your price point, like you said, get people into it? Now, the idea of cost is such a big deal. So was the price point to get everybody into it, was that an afterthought? Was that an initial thought? Because um, you're right, it's it's expensive. And if you can get out for 170 bucks, all included, like bindings, everything, that that that's an amazing thing you've done. And yeah, I, was, I can only imagine. It was definitely there from the beginning that we wanted them to be affordable because I, mm. I mean, me and Miles both wanted to try mini skis, but the, every ski that's out there, every short ski that's out there is, is still quite expensive. And, uh, you know, I know the reality of short skis. I'm not going to get rid of my long skis and, and fully transfer oh. over. And so the, the upfront investment definitely turns a lot of people off, but, um, mm -hmm. Uh, so they had to be affordable. That, that was the only way to, to break down that barrier. And, uh, mm -hmm. I think they could easily get a, well, short skis already have somewhat of a cult following of diehards, but, uh, there's people that'll probably learn on them and, and stick with them. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But there's also people like myself that just use it as a way to change it up and mm -hmm. to anyone that's critical of short skis, I would say, man, just, just try them and and see if you don't get a big grin on your face when you're when you're spinning down the mountain totally and, and like i said i i've told people it's just different like i'm not trying to push it and be some kind of clown i'm just saying it's different and it's a lot of fun and again there's practicality like if you're taking the bus it's so much easy just to throw these things in your backpack not just on it in it um, yeah. you know, depending on the type of bag you carry, obviously, or, but you can just throw these up under your arm. It, it's, it's very easy, um, to the price. Uh, I'm looking at a pair of brand new, uh, uh, summit carbon pros, 99 centimeters, you know, 500 bucks, no bindings, 500 yeah. bucks. Like yeah. the only thing under 200 is like sale and clearance items. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, like, it, yeah. Good. It just kind of closes off the the potential of the industry, and mm -hmm. and I think I think it closes off kind of the the fun that that skiing is at its core all about. I mean, I might say short skis are goofy, but I think sliding down a hill and 
taking that overly seriously is also goofy. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all we're all sliding down the hill on on sticks. And uh, if, mm-hmm. if you think you're you're you know, if you take that overly seriously, then that's pretty silly in my head. <laughs> and and I agree. It's it's the dumbest thing in the world. You slap two sticks waxed up on your feet to go down snow and ice. This is the dumbest thing in the world. This goes against uh, self-preservation instinct, the instinct that we <laughs> are supposed to have it human as humans. But man, and is it we fun. Go. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's ridiculously fun. And let me tell you, if you ever worried about the cost but still want something new, and again, this is something you can grow into. The binding's 100% adjustable and customizable. So it's not like when you buy a kid a pair of skis and then you got to buy them another pair of the year and a half later and another one two seasons later until they get big enough and they're, they, you know, we, they even out height, weight and all this other stuff. Just these, you could just let it ride and it's a wonderful thing. And, you know, it's, if you've never thought about riding ski boards, if you've only ever seen traditional skis, if you don't know anything about it, but if you just buy them for the cost, like, well, dude, that's not so bad. Go for it. I'll talk to you people who who hang out down there in Jersey at Big Snow. I know that place is popular with people from New York City. It's right there across the river. You can see it. Think about how easy it would be to just throw these up under your arm and get on the train. Actually, the train only runs during Giants and Jets games. But I think the bus runs. Uh, I don't remember. But, you know, and Big Snow is great. If If you laugh at indoor skiing, don't laugh at it. Go check it out. Again, not better or worse, just different. I could see these things ripping it up in there. I mean, they have ski bikes in there, so why not a ton of these just riding around? They have a park. If you're into the park thing, I'm not. I'll die doing that. But you, I think your product, it, it, it's, it, it, it goes to all the cores of skiing and snowboarding and snow sports is that, you know, it's always been about fun and just find your way onto the hill. Yeah, I know it's expensive, but there are ways around it, and you provide one of those ways, and you're providing fun with it. Thank you. Taking it back to the essence. It's just how the cave did it. They strapped uh, bananas to their feet. There you go, man. The best part about it is, though, is that eaters aren't one time use like bananas, although bananas are delicious, so that's also a bonus. But <laughs> that's a whole other conversation for a cooking podcast. But again, dude, they look great. Kidding aside, man, they look great. The merch looks great. Yeah. Uh, the, the gorilla is great. The logo is great. The banana is great. Like, Oh, it's it's fantastic. The beanies look fantastic, and the skis look awesome. Like I said, I would love to try a pair. Um, I I do ride ski boards anyway, um, and I've ridden several different pair, and I'm I'm more than interested in injecting injecting molded ski. Like it's not just the ski board part we're talking now. It's the, you know, it's just the whole the the engineering behind it. You think you can make a standard set out of these? uh it's it's possible we'll see that's it i i could i could see what the future possible but it would be interesting it would be interesting and you said you're gonna release the shot ski that's good yeah yeah uh you know plastic has its structural limits and so who's to say but the the short ski was the was the perfect the perfect first vessel to introduce this method so yeah no and it's you're it's it's wonderful and um oh before i get too far off of it they they can take just wax and sharpening just like anything else you could take them to your local shop and they can take care of it or if you take care of your own stuff 
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You can, you can tune them and wax them and sharpen them up just the same as any other ski. You can do anything nice. that you would do on another ski. I mean, we were taking them down the fingers at Palisades and we take them through powder. If it's steep enough, you can, you can do anything. Wow. It's, it's a blast. Interesting. How do they handle in powder? Just for curious. Mine are a little wider, so they have a little float. Not like a lot, like a backcountry ski, but enough to notice. How, how do yours handle? Uh, I mean, you got to lean back a little more. You kind of find this like floating middle point. Um, sure. But yeah, I mean, we've sent them off some, some powdery cliffs and <laughs> they're, hey, they're a blast. Definitely get a lot more somersaults and tumbling around, but that's what it's all about. That's okay. If you're not falling, you're not trying. That's what everybody says. Dude, awesome. I love it. I want to try them so bad. Um, I could always use another pair of ski boards. I only have one. I could totally use a second one. And I would, I mean, even though, like, yeah, our season's almost done for the outside, but they're still inside in the next season. Uh, Beautiful, dude. Bananablades.com. Uh, the at banana blades on the Instagram. Do you have any other socials we should get out there? We got TikTok. I'm trying to ramp up the TikTok. So nice. Keep up with the times. We'll see if it's still yep. around in the next couple months. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go, guys. Look for them everywhere. Uh, link in the description, 100% to the website. Again, you can't beat the price and you certainly can't beat the fun. I'm telling you. When you have a chance, go to their website. You get greeted with a demo video that's full of bananas skiing around and a gorilla in a nightclub dancing and in in, in, in shades that look like they're out of the 80s, man. It's it's ridiculous. Um, you guys have gone all in, and I think it's beautiful, man. You've, you've done a wonderful thing here. I love it. Thanks. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, so go get and check these out, kids. Buy a pair. Uh, we will let uh, Johnny go. Uh, say hello to Miles for us. Uh, we'll get him we'll on do. the next one. We'll check in with you again, especially if you want something new or whatever, or if you just feel like the need to BS. Ski Rex Media is here, my friend. A little therapy. Do you do that? I do it for free. <laughs> Only because I'm arrogant and I feel like I'm a genius. I'm trying to work All through right. it. I need my own therapy for that, but <laughs> I can talk someone down. I'll tell you what. All right, dude, that I will let us go get on with our night. Everybody, again, go to the description, bananablaze.com, links, check it out. Whether you're a ski boarder, whether you're not a ski boarder, if you're a snowboarder, telemark, doesn't matter. Go look. Johnny, thank you very much. Thanks, man. Go bananas. Back to work. Go bananas. <laughs> And there we go. Thanks, dude. (laughs) Thanks, Tim. And there he goes. Johnny Newcomb from Banana Blades, man. Check that out, man. I'm serious. Check out their website. Check out their Instagram. The website is linked in the description, as always. And their Instagram, very easy to find, Banana Blades. These guys are all in on the bit they're creating, and it's wonderful. It'll catch your eye, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. Even if you're not a ski board fan, I think you will get a kick out of it. But again, I want to check these things out. Like I said during the the episode, man, injected molded, injection molding. I completely blew that, didn't I? Injection molding, using that technique to make a ski. 
It's very interesting. I'm kind of curious to see how well they ride, but they look great in the videos. And like I said, I think you'll enjoy them anyway because there's just bananas running around and, and a gorilla and all kinds of good stuff. So there you go. Banana Blades, Johnny Newcomb. Very cool. I'm going to get out of here for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I really, really do. We're going to try something new. We're going to hand it back to Mackenzie the Rexy to do the closeout and everything for you to tell you where everything can be found. I won't do that this time. The shameless plug part. That's right. I have Mackenzie to do my shameless plugs, so I'm not just doing them myself, right? Right. So anyway, this is Tim from Ski Rex Media. I hope you enjoyed it. Dig on the new shameless plug portion of the program. Mackenzie, take it away. Thank you, Tim. Of course, we do hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Ski Rex Media Podcast. If you are new to the program, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to subscribe or follow on your favourite podcasting app. You can find us on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon, and so many other places, including YouTube. Please rate the program if your app of choice allows it. We've had five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, Check out Ski Rex Media on our website at skirexmedia.com, where you can also find links for our partners Whaleback Mountain and St. Custom Skis and Snowboards, as well as links to Ski Rex Media's social pages. Follow us there as well. There are just so many places to follow Ski Rex Media, and we hope that you pick a few. Again, thank you for listening to the episode, and we'll see you on the next one, and out in the mountains. Cheers. Cheers.